Sound of Hockey episode 249. We're calling this one the Maddie Beneers episode. Why are we calling it that, Curtis? Well, Maddie Beneers, center. For the, are you are you doing Seattle your best, Kraken. John, right now? Is yeah, that what's happening? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, with the well. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's trained, trained yep. behavior. Um, Maddie Beneers had 249 minutes time on ice in the 2022 2023 <laughs> NHL playoffs. That is a gloriously deep cut. I love that. Not like John's, uh, well, he was the 249th pick in the. I guess there aren't that many picks anymore in the draft, no, are there? there? Aren't. But that was your wow that you were going back to for a long time. Was, it was kind of hard. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of pressure to do that. Yeah. Well, and we I, got away from naming it after a number. Uh huh. Or a. Well, a once we got event. to triple yeah. digits, right? We went past the Wayne Gretzky episode. Then all of a sudden it got real tough to come up with it's numbers. A lot of pressure. So. Yeah, no, I, don't I get appreciate it. it. I get You're it. mocking me right now. No one's mocking. There's no mocking at all. I'm. I totally understand that it was a lot of pressure and it was difficult. Uh, much like being able to show up with a tweet of the week, which none of us have this week. We have no. We are exless in tweet of the last two weeks. We should say. Yeah, we couldn't come up with a single. None of us could come up with a single quality that's tweet. Been, that's why we've been holding out. We haven't recorded because we don't have any tweets. Correct. Yeah, and nobody in the world has tweeted anything interesting. No. So. Um, we're back. Uh, it's been another little hiatus. Uh, we go as the content goes, and the content has not been flowing <laughs> no. recently. So uh, we've taken another week off, which was which was fine. I personally enjoyed it. I was traveling again, so um, just not having to deal with. Man, and I would podcasting. love to talk about hockey right now. But yeah, like there's really not a lot to talk about. Yeah, there's not a lot. So here we are, getting ready to try to talk about hockey. So uh, this is the Sound of Hockey episode two forty nine. I'm Darren Brown at Darren Fun Brown on X. Joined as always by John Barr. Hello, John. Hello, everybody. I'm NHL to Seattle on the Twitter. Okay, and Curtis Isaacy is back with us. Hello, Curtis. Hi, everyone. I'm Deep Sea Hockey on the Twitter. Oh, you know what that felt like? It felt like when you have like a you put a puppy down, and then the two owners, like the mom and the dad, go opposite directions, and then you both call the puppy and see which one he goes to. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. I understand the scenario. I don't know if I've ever done that or well heard of that. So Curtis just went to you, John. So he's your favorite. Oh, with You're the his Twitter. Favorite. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't I wouldn't take that too personally. Okay. That's no fair. Comment. Um or <laughs> is it is it really um more geared towards Elon Musk? I don't know. But uh, either way, we are back for episode two forty nine. We're one away from episode two fifty. Is that a big enough milestone that we should like make a big deal out of it or no? I kinda think no. I hope we can make a big deal about it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that we're going to lack content again next week, John? That's impossible. <laughs> it's Pickens. Let's just say hey, it's, it's, All right. um, it's a challenging time. The Life good comes thing, out of fast. The good thing, though, when, when we do get to these situations where we don't have a lot of content, I think we get sillier. And I think the listeners like that because we just talk about random crap to try to fill time. And for some reason, listeners seem to... Well, for example, I don't know if you noticed, but we had some wildfire smoke here the last couple days here in Seattle. And uh, it reminded me that wildfire smoke is like my least favorite thing in the entire world. I hate it so much not being able to like go out because I really like running. Like Mm. that's my biggest outlet. And you really can't do that when it's smoky outside. Like it feels terrible. Um, In fact, today we had very fresh air and it reminded me of like how much I appreciate fresh air and being able to exercise outside. In fact, I went running twice today. I went running wow. once in the morning and once in the evening. Look at that's, you. That's how much I appreciated having fresh air. Um, also, last week when I was traveling, uh, I proved that I, in fact, still got it, as they say, because I can still get up on one water ski 
That's good. Despite not having done it in probably five years. So that felt pretty good. One try. First try, got up on one ski. Where are you on the old wakeboard scene? I'm not very good at wakeboarding. Going sideways is is difficult for me. So I tried it for a while. I was like, I could I could get up on a wakeboard. I owned a wakeboard. Um, You're pretty much a stand up goalie, right? Like just straight at you. Kinda. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I really can't. I couldn't snowboard either. I tried that once, and mm. it was felt very foreign to me. I didn't didn't like the feeling of it. So. Interesting. Yeah. How about you? You big wakeboard guy? Uh, I mean, I know how to wakeboard. Mm-hmm. I haven't wakeboarded in quite some time. I own a wakeboard, but it's oh. probably too old now. Right. Getting yeah, probably doesn't, at the doesn't float anymore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Curtis, how about you? <laughs> no. Nope. Big nope. on the old wakeboard? <laughs> N- not a big wakeboarder. All right. Water skier? Uh, I have. It's been a long time. I'm thinking, mm. I'm thinking, I was trying to think about that summer camp, probably when I was, I don't know, 13, 14. Yeah. Maybe. Just in the Atlantic? You just head out in the Atlantic? <laughs> no, it was in Wisconsin, actually. I did a summer camp in Wisconsin. There you go. Yeah. Practically Minnesota, just one state away. Very um, close. So I, I do want to do a quick get off my lawn, and it's really more of a get off my lake. Um, oh, boy. The, the people that do the, I think it's called wake skating or wake surfing, mm. not a fan. I'm I'm not a fan of it. They go too big awake. They yes. I mean, it's not even awake. They're actively trying to make as large a wave as possible. Right, making Which waves, makes, not even awake. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. It's beyond awake. And like the boats are just. Desi- I mean, I sound like the oldest man right now, yelling at the clouds. <laughs> right, kind of do. But yeah. but for somebody who you know, I really like water skiing. It's something I grew up doing. So it's a really nice pastime on the rare rare occasion that I get to do it. Um, so I really just want smooth water. And so when you get one boat doing that. It's really screwing up the whole lake. So um, if we can just cut that out for the entire, um, you know, I know there's a lot of people that have bought like $200,000 boats specifically to be able to do that. But if you could just stop driving those, that'd be great. Here's here's a plan. Okay. So when it's glassy out, mm-hmm. those guys can't be out. Those Agreed. boats can't be out. That's that's good. And, that's then, good. and then when it's windy and kind of choppy. Go for it. It's their time. The problem is time. I think they, I don't know because I don't really know anybody. I'm, I'm too old for this, but I bet you there's probably value in doing that on smooth water too, right? Like I, I would think the, uh, the wave kind of like fixes all that, makes okay. it pretty smooth. That's what I think. Okay. Uh, you're, you might be onto something. Yeah. Maybe one of our listeners is a big- Wake skater. Wake skater wake, and he's going to be- Is it called wake skate? See, this is how old I am with this. Wake yeah, skating or wake know. surfing. Either way, I don't like it. So get off my lake. Okay, let's do it. We have some reviews to share, uh, five-star reviews. The first one comes from Seaword T. It says, the go-to source for Kraken fans, five stars. Been listening since season one, quote-unquote. But I use the Google Podcast app on Android, so there hasn't been an easy way to review. I tried to write a review a while ago, but apparently it didn't go through, so I'm trying again. Thank you so it much. Worked. Yep, thank you so much, Seaword T, for the extra effort. Um, it says, love the pod. I've listened to every Kraken podcast available, and this one definitely is my favorite. ECH and Kraken pod are good companions to round out my crack and needs sadly oh we don't need to say that um but basically it says we're the we're declared the unofficial official Kraken pod. We don't need to say anything negative about other podcasts. Uh, the interviews are great, and clearly the pod has the ability to score some good folks. They are always informative and interesting, and I can tell everyone is having fun. I have really enjoyed the Firebird interviews. It's awesome to get to hear from what is going on down in Coachella. Keep those coming. Disco Dan and Joey have been my favorites. The one thing the <laughs> podcast has a niche on is Goalie Gear Corner. There you go. I'm biased as a goalie, but I'm always waiting for that segment. I'm sure that there are a lot of people groaning and don't care 
care, but I love it. I do also appreciate that it's family friendly so I can listen with my kids and not worry so much so that my son has been making the whip with a whip sound whenever the phrase one timer is uttered. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice to hear people enjoying talking about hockey and the Kraken like I do with my seat buddies, Scott, Austin, and Casey. Shout out to the seat buddies. Uh, lastly, great job still respecting and honoring Andy. Very, very nice C-word T. Thank you for that. Kraken fan stranded in NorCal says, favorite hockey pod, five stars. Been listening since the beginning of last season. It's always the first podcast I listen to the day after a new episode drops. Great guys, good fun. Just miss Andy's insightful contributions. Uh, Stick taps. So very nice five-star reviews. Thank you very much. You know what? Yes. Isn't it goalie gear... Corner it's season? season, yeah. I've been I've been season. seeing some rumblings. Yeah, SCN. Yeah, I've been I've been seeing some goalie gear rumblings, and um, I do follow Brian's on uh, like Instagram and Twitter and all that, and they put out some really good stuff. But it's like it's Concept super based, right? Well, it's it's very deep cuts, you know. Like these aren't we're not seeing like NHL goalie gear just yet, and I know that hasn't always stopped us before, no, but no, it certainly has not. Yeah. All right, you're right. You know what? Moving forward, goalie gear corner every week because just because the fan, the listeners it's seem to want just giving it. Yeah, the people yeah. what they want. Yeah. You know. Thank you very much for those five star reviews. Leave your five star review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't before, and we will read it on next week's show. Kraken news, and there is a lot of it. Let me tell you. <laughs> Uh, Curtis, would you like to break this this news? Break I feel it. like you've been keeping an eye on this particular player for a while. So let's hear it. What do you got? <laughs> breaking news, folks. Uh, I don't <laughs> think it's... <laughs> I don't believe it is breaking news, but uh, Kyle Jackson signed a contract with the Coachella Valley Firebirds, uh, AHL contract. So he's not... Um, if he were to play with the Seattle Kraken this year, he would have to be essentially released from that contract and then sign mm-hmm. with, with Seattle. But signed an AHL contract, so he should be with Coachella Valley Firebirds this year, uh, which is good for him because he was, you know, a point, point and a half game player in the OHL last year. Didn't have a lot left to prove there. Uh, he de- he needed the next challenge. So it's interesting. He's his first draft year was 2021, which was the COVID draft year in the OHL and didn't even play. Mm-hmm. So he. He wasn't drafted, and then the Kraken selected him in the seventh round of 2022. Interesting thing here. So he would have been an overager. He could play in the OHL this year, but the Kraken, I think, see some potential and like to see him play pro uh, and at the AHL level to see him progress because his numbers have been great uh, with the North Bay Battalion. The other aspect here is that they need to sign him by June 1st to retain his rights because technically the Kraken have not signed him, just Coachella. So he's he signed a pro deal with Coachella um, not the Kraken. So, um, and he, they, Kraken would lose his rights. If they don't sign him by June 1st of next year. That's correct. Right. Okay. All right. And I saw some questions online, like why wouldn't the Kraken just sign him to a contract? Why would he sign the AHL contract? And there's, and that gets deep into the CBA. There, there's a limit on the number of NHL contracts a team can have. Uh, you're limited at 50. You get an exception for, uh, if the players are uh, at the major junior level and are 18 or 19 years old. But the Kraken actually have 50 contracts right now. Once you account for the exceptions, they're at like Ah. 45 or so. Mm -hmm. So they they could have signed him to an NHL contract, but they're getting closer to that limit. For for the first two years of their existence, they were kind of well below it because they didn't have a full prospect pool. Uh, But they're getting closer now. And and I think he's kind of on the bubble. I think... You know, they'd like to see how he does at the AHL level before committing a contract. I, I don't have data on this. Maybe you have a perspective on this, Curtis. It feels like the Kraken have signed a large percentage of their 
draft picks. The only exceptions being kind of the college kids, right, um, that, that need to maintain their eligibility. So I wonder if they actually crack and sign more as a percentage-wise than most teams. Um, it's something to think about. That could be, you know, like seventh-round pick, sometimes they, they don't even play, right, pro, hockey at all. And the fact that they're signing so many, and I think they've been good signings, it seems like a lot of the players are legit and have some potential and you know it's a long shot for a seventh rounder to make it to the nhl let's be honest here but uh he's had some pretty good numbers yeah i haven't dug into those numbers specifically i have been looking at signed prospects and i'm going to be i have some content coming on that across the league side of hockey.com yeah across the league um that's a little tease for you wow Uh, but uh but i do can't wait to edit that one (laughs) (laughs) the the, uh that's true uh the um the Kraken, though, I believe, haven't lost rights to anyone no. they've drafted yet. No. Um, so they they have a they have a Russian goalie who they have indefinite rights to, and then they've got a like you said, a few kids going the college yep. route. Uh, so I mean, they're certainly the only franchise out there that hasn't lost the rights to a player. I mean, the teams lose <laughs> to, rights to players every year. So yep. um, it, it, they they've drafted well. They haven't had any players that they've actively moved on from yet. Right. But we're still pretty early in that process. Yes, yeah, so. yeah. Um, small sample size. Well, guys, we did it. We managed to talk about Kyle Jackson uh, <laughs> signing with the Coachella Valley Firebirds for approximately five minutes. So that's right, we did it. We well did done, it. well done, everyone. And that's the sound of hockey podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not going to get too much deeper. I mean, that's about as newsy, newsy, yeah, and yeah. Um, content rich as we get in this episode. so. Um, but speaking of uh, rich content, we are digging so deep, in fact, that we're going to do a lengthy hypothetical. So this one, we're going to ask several hypothetical questions, um, and we're going to go around the horn giving our answers, and that's going to be what we do here for the next um how much time can we fill? Let's see. <laughs> Should we put a timer on it? Yeah. I'm watching. It. I'm watching. It. Yeah, we're yeah. starting at uh, about 15 minutes here. So, okay. So, who are the two goalies on the Kraken this year? This, I don't think this one's going to go that long. I'll be honest with you. I don't think this question's going to take that long. Uh, I Gruby and Decord. That's who I think it's going to be. I'm going to go Grubauer and Drieger. Oh, okay. But, I mean, my only real take on this is I think all three are going to stay with the organizations. Okay. Um, so now we're flipping. Roles because you picked Decord, you picked yeah. Drieger. Now I'm the puppy. Okay, who you're running right. toward? I'm going with John. I think yeah. it's going to be Joey Decord. Yeah. And and the reason I think that is largely because of recency bias. But um, I mean, Decord stole the net last year and carried the Firebirds through to uh, the Calder Cup final. And so I just I think that he's going to have every opportunity to make the team this year. I think there's a reason that they brought him back because uh, he was a free agent, and I think it makes a lot of sense to put Drieger on waivers and potentially bury some salary cap in the AHL. So I think there's a few things working in favor of Joey Decord there and a few things working against Chris Drieger. But I also love both of them. They're both really great humans. So I'm rooting for both of them to make the team. Maybe they'll just carry three goalies. (laughs) I don't think that's going to (laughs) happen. Okay. But uh, I think with the salary cap implications, I think it would be about neutral either way, just based on how much you can bury at the AHL level. All right. Uh, All right. Strike that part from my argument. But But uh, everything else. Yeah. I I could kind of see it going either way. I mean, I think a lot will turn on how they look. Yeah. I, there is also, there's a, a thing working against Joey too, though, because 
I think he's still at an age, even though he's getting up there now, is he 26, 27? Yeah. Right? Like you still want him playing. You know, he's still at a point in his career where he's, you still want him playing. So if he's really going to sit on the bench all season, I don't know if that's really good for him, but um, I think he's he'd do a chance at the NHL. I really do think that. So we'll I see. think there's more upside to mm-hmm. him as well, right? Even if Drigger slightly outplays him, but yeah. Yep. Uh, where does Shane Wright play next year? <sighs> This one is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he's going to play in the AHL. Okay. Um, and I believe we're close to hearing confirmation that he will be eligible to play in the AHL. Like okay. We've been discussing since like, what, April of last yeah of this year. So. Yeah. So just to remind listeners who maybe haven't been listening as intently as our five-star reviewers that so kindly gave us five-star reviews. <laughs> that was well said, huh? <laughs> um but uh, there were some some gray area. There was some gray area about whether or not he'd be eligible for the AHL based on the number of years he played in the OHL and the number of games he played this past season. Um, so you think that he's going to end up being deemed eligible, correct? Yeah, and I think I think we're close to hearing something about okay. it. So cool. Um, well, then I'm not even going to give my guess because that sounds like you. Well, he could still play in the NHL. Oh yeah. So. I see. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, AHL is 100% the, I think it's 100% the place for him unless he shows up and he's taken a massive step, yep. um, which could happen. I think. Yeah. I, you I, know, I, I'm not ruling that out either. Right. Be. I do think at the end of the AHL playoffs, the arrow was pointing up on him in a way that it hadn't really throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, maybe you could say the world juniors, he played pretty well. I thought, I thought he was good there, not great. Uh, but I thought towards the end of the AHL playoffs, he was looking pretty good. So I don't rule out that possibility. What I personally would like to see is him getting heavy minutes at yeah. the AHL level. Right. Go put him in a top six role, give him some power play time, let him really develop as a pro because he hasn't had that opportunity yet. Yep. He really hasn't. So I think we're all in agreement there that if he does have the ability to play in the AHL, which you think he will, uh, I think he should play in Coachella this year. But let's see. Uh, next one. Will the Kraken sign anybody to a PTO? I'm going to go with no, but if they do, okay. I've got a couple names oh, to throw Oh, go ahead. Hit me. This will be fun. Um, yeah, this will be fun. Uh, I didn't look anything up on this. Uh, I'm uh, full disclosure. I was thinking a couple of BC guys that might be local, you know, interesting. Johnny Gaudreau. Is he available? <laughs> is, he, is he available? Is that this, was that this offseason? Um, oh, Kevin Hayes. Danton Heinen. Isn't Kevin... No, Kevin Hayes is he's under contract, right? Uh, yeah, he is. I, I didn't see him. Yeah, I think. Okay, yeah, he Danton is. Heinen, Danton Heinen, and uh, uh, Jujar Kara. Jujar Kara. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think both both those are BC guys. Yeah. Um, I I like they're, they're kind of both kind of bottom six winger types uh, that I think you know could be had potentially at this point on a you know PTO bridge into a veteran minimum deal that there's really no downside to. And we've talked about a few times kind of what does the fourth line really look like? It's kind of, I don't know, it's it's an amorphous group of players for me right now. And if you need a, you know, a defensively minded winger that you could put in the bottom six somewhere, I think both those guys can do the job. Good use of the word amorphous there. I feel pretty stupid that I said Kevin Hayes. I don't know. He's traded. I know, but I don't know why that I for some reason was thinking that he was like bought out or something. But I don't think he was. He's probably just, just cause he was Yeah, that was just yeah. dumb. That was dumb of me. I apologize to everyone. I probably um took some brain cells away with that one, huh? It's the off season. Um okay, I'm gonna say that yes, they're gonna sign somebody because I think they like having competition in camp and I don't think they have that much competition right now. But um I think whoever it is has an uphill battle because I think they do wanna give 
the young guys a chance. Like I think they want to give Ty Cartier a chance. I think they want to give Cole Lind maybe a chance. So that's my take on it. John? Yeah, I mean, I I think camp started today. I think they would probably bring somebody in to see if they compete. Isn't Tatar still out there? Tatar is another interesting name is Yesa Puliyarvi. Yeah, he's out there. I did see that. That's right. Okay. He he might have a medical red flag at this point. He's got some hip issues. So I... I think they signed one of those guys, although I think they'll probably see the writing on the wall and sign a PTO somewhere else, assuming they have the opportunity. All right, next one. Uh, who is the Kraken's leading scorer this season? I'll go first. Andre Burakovsky. I think he's going to be healthy. I think he's going to play a full season, and I think he's going to be a big point getter for the Kraken this year. I think even underwhelming uh, with not underwhelming play, but I, I thought he could have brought more in the half of the season that he played last year. And he still is their leading scorer. So I think he's going to pick up a lot of points just from being on the power play, all that stuff. So Andre Burkowski. Uh, I'll go Matty Beneers. I don't think it's a point per game type of season, but I think he'll he'll edge out the other contenders to be number one. All right. No, he's selecting McCann. That's interesting. Well, you could do the puppy thing. Do you want to pick a... I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Tolvanen, actually. Oh! Yeah, I, wait, I know, wait, wait. We're, I know we're talking a... points, though. Yeah, points. I know. I know it's okay. a stretch, but I think he really hit his stride with the Kraken, and it is kind of a long shot, but I, I think he might get a better opportunity here than he has been. So I like it. Those are the takes you get in August. That's, that's a, right. that's a that's hot right. one, right? The fact it. that none of us went with McCann. Well, I mean, I, I do think McCann's going to probably be the top scorer. But it's almost like we yeah. all know that McCann is going to be the top scorer, and we just, like, it was too mainstream. So yeah. all of us went against it, and now McCann is still out there. So we'll let the listeners pick McCann. And then the three yeah, of us, yeah. yeah. So, so listeners, you all chose Jared McCann as the top scorer. Um, if you all win, you all get a hot dish at Petoskey's. So. And whoever among the the three of us and the listeners chose the player with the lowest point total has to do something embarrassing. Okay, that sounds good. Um, I'll think of what that is. And I just want to uh, put in, like, you know, in the medical commercials where they have like the low voice at the, the end. Yeah, just a disclaimer that we're not actually going to buy you a hot dish, even though we just said that we're going to if the. Might, the Kraken ends up being Jared McKen. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Um, We're not okay. legally obligated. Not yeah. legally. <laughs> patent pending, patent pending, yeah. patent pending. Okay, next one. What need emerges for the roster in the early stages of the season? Whew. That's a tough one, huh? That is a tough one. I'm going to go with a power play specialist of some sort. I think they're going to still, unless they made some really good tactical changes, which I think we talked about recently, yep. they didn't really change any personnel. You know, They don't have a, a new guy to come in and be a big gun on the power play. So power play has been a big struggle. Um, I think that they're going to see a need for additional power play help pretty early on in the season. I like that one. That was one I was thinking about. Thanks, Chris. Uh, one that has been kind of on my mind is whether they get enough like transition play and puck moving ability, passing ability from their decor okay. or whether they kind of struggle in the transition game, struggle to get into the zone. And why do you wonder about that? Because were they, they weren't bad in that area. No, it's just, they don't really have that. Like, I mean, Vince Dunn is the closest they have to kind of the modern puck moving defenseman mm-hmm. type, I think. Um, he's still not going to skate it really end to end. No, right? no, yeah. no. And he's not and that's even. What you're saying, uh, yeah. So maybe they should uh, trade for Eric Carlson. Well, the, is he available? <laughs> I, I think that they, they have a player who, again, is not the like kind of Eric Carlson or Kale McCarr type, but Riker Evans is that is a little bit more in deep Riker cut, Evans's game. Cut. So he could be, you know, if they run into this issue early in the season and Riker Evans is playing well, there might be a role for Riker Evans at some point if this does become an issue. 
The takes are getting hotter. <laughs> They're getting hotter. I'm going to cool it right back down. <laughs> Here we go. I think they need a right-handed center, which uh, okay. I think they're going to start the season without one. And uh, I mean, Well, maybe that's who they bring. Is there a right-handed center out there on PTO no. availability? I Nobody. looked. I was thinking about that, too. It's pretty slim pickings. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. What games are you most excited about? Ooh. Well, I am. I think it's maybe, you know, just kind of recent, maybe recency bias or the playoffs mix rivalries. But um, I'm really looking forward to the home opener against Colorado. Okay. Just looking forward to getting back in the building. And also the, I don't know, Colorado, Seattle could be a, could be a little rivalry there. I wonder yeah. if McCarr gets booed. I think he should. Yeah, I think that'd so too. That'd be fun. Right? I, I think so too. I it'd think be it'd kind be of fun. fun if yeah, did. I agree. John? Uh, opener in Vegas. Okay. I've already got my flight in a hotel. So okay. uh, looking forward to that. Don't have tickets yet. Yeah. Tickets are pretty expensive, but we'll see how I can arrange that. I also, you know, when I look, I haven't done a totally deep dive on the Western Conference, and but I feel the variable, like the big variable team is the unknown team, I should say, is Calgary. So I think November 4th, when Calgary comes to town, is going to be uh, an interesting. It's a Saturday night. should be fun. And then, of course, the Winter Classic. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. I don't right, know if right. you know this. They're playing outside. I haven't heard yeah. of that. Yeah. Oh, they're playing yeah. outside. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. Well, but there is a roof over the stadium. So is it really outside if they close the roof? I don't know. It's hard because yeah. it's, it's an umbrella. It's open air. Yeah, It is exactly. an umbrella. It's like an scenario. awning. Yeah. yeah. My most uh, excited about games are the two, this is going to be a weird one, but the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, it's not that weird. I'm excited no. to see Connor Bedard, right? Just like everybody else in it's the great world. Uh, I've never seen him play in person before, so um, I'd be pretty excited to see that. So the Blackhawks come to town twice, December 14th and January 24th. Um, I do think the Blackhawks look pretty terrible still, though, right? I mean, even with... Connor Bedard and they they made a bunch of Corey Perry. Uh, they brought it. Ryan, yeah. Donato. Ryan Donato. That's yeah. true. And they still have Colin Blackwell. So Do I'll they? be I'll be there to root for Ryan Donato and Colin Blackwell. And yeah. I will be yeah. also there to watch Connor Bedard. So um how does a successful Kraken season look to you? This is our last one. How do you define success for the Seattle Kraken? Playoffs. Okay. Making the playoffs. Okay. You don't care if they make more progress than they made last year? Uh, I mean, I do care, yeah. but I think success is making the playoffs again. Okay. I think my bar might be a little lower. Um, you know, I, I feel like the, I'm still at the like organizational development phase in my kind of Weird. what a successful, successful season looks like, but Weird. Curtis cares about the prospects. <laughs> so, so yes, I think, you know, that is kind of what I, I'm most clued into, but in terms of, I'd like the team. They have uh, two home games on April 9th and 11th, and then they go on four road games to finish out the season. I want to still be in the playoff hunt on April 9th and 11th. Okay. Yeah, that's a very low bar. Yep. I'm going to go with, I would like to see a higher point total in the standings. More than 100. More than 100. If they end up getting back to the second round and lose again in the second round, I don't think that's a failure, right? Like, I think that's still... uh, Fine. Hey, you have a higher you know? bar. Well, so here's the thing. Let me ask you this one. Here's an even be- better, more hypothetical, hypothetical. If they had added a high-end scorer, what what would your answers have been here? Uh, probably making the second round. Okay. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, second round. Right. 
For sure. So yep. it's almost like because they did, because they didn't add anything, the expectations are still somewhat managed going into this season. Yeah, but but it's more like long term thinking. That's that's why I am not too concerned. They didn't add. I mean, you've talked about this a couple times. You were hoping to make a step, and I think that's fair. I don't know what the organization's doing, right? They're cloak and daggering everything, mm-hmm. right? They don't really reveal too much of their strategy, which they shouldn't. But I think giving more time for Shane and Maddie to like evolve into the players that they're capable of doing, Riker Evans, without mortgaging the future, right? And that's that's what appears to me they're doing. And so that's I'm okay with that. Uh, and it, it kind of sums up what you were talking about, Curtis. It's like, you know, eh, the long-term vision is more long like down the road, not making the playoffs, right? But I tend to think making the playoffs makes the team better, makes the you know makes Maddie better, makes the younger guys a little bit better um, because of the experience. Uh, absolutely. And one little wrinkle to throw into this, I mean, if they are competitive around trade deadline time and they don't have a significant ad between now and then, they will have room to make an ad at the deadline if they want to, if they want to go that way. That would, of course, you know, change my thinking on what the where the bar should be. Interesting. Let's put a pin in that one. Huh? Yeah, let's put a pin in that one. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, We'll take it out in April. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, John, you have a a Let's Get Quizzical for us. It's been been a while. We haven't done this in in quite some time. That's how you know we're really desperate for content. Yeah, I'm... uh... To the nerds out there, I'm re-architecting my database with oh. all this data. Yeah, and it's very exciting. So, yeah. um, But I just finished one portion of it, and I was like, oh, I could kind of put up a let's get quizzical here. Okay. So we all know Adam Larson has played 82 games both seasons for the Kraken. We all know that, yes. We all know that. We all know that. Who is second? In games played for the Kraken in yeah. two years? Wait, wait, wait. What is this? Is let's get quizzical just one question? I've got a couple. Okay, so it's just like general Kraken stats. Is that your theme? We'll see. Well, I mean, usually let's get quizzical would have a theme. Remember, I asked yeah, you guys about yes. okay, fine, uh, like enough. the what were the sponsors on the helmets, for example, okay, right? That's right. So do you have a theme? <laughs> it's uh, Kraken career stats. Yeah, <laughs> Kraken. All right. Yeah. Okay. Records. Yeah. Second in games played. Do I go first? Do I guess first? Yeah, you. I'll give you each two guesses if you don't get it. Okay. I will go. I'll go Jared McCann. That's not correct. I'm sorry. He had a concussion. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he was out for a bit. That's right. Okay. That was a bad guess. <laughs> he was sixth, by the way. Okay. Jordan Eberly? Unfortunately, he was third. Oh. Third. Yeah. Um. Oh, I've got an idea, but I think it's it's not my turn. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to go through all the lines in my head. Alex Weinberg. Bingo. Oh, yeah. That's- yeah. He had 162 games played. I think he missed two last year. Last season, I should say. All right. Next one up. That's one point. One, one point. point. One point. Yeah. For one point for Darren. Somebody, so you get to guess. Can... You get to guess first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. This one's going to be interesting because there's two answers. Uh, oh. Two two players have over a hundred points playing for the Seattle Kraken. Who are they? Jordan Eberle. Jordan Eberle is one of them. Who is the other one, Darren? The other one is Jared McCann. That's correct. Hey, so yo. no, you guys tied. So it's two to one. Yeah. yeah. Two yeah. to one. Two to one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Who has who has the most? The most points. Yeah. In the game of those two. Yeah, yeah. D- Darren has two. No, you mean of the point uh, oh, of that oh. question? Sorry, uh, <laughs> we only care about our points. Is this a, is this for a point? No, it's not. Okay. This is a bonus. 
Wow, 50-50 chance. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick my favorite puppy, Jared McCann. That's correct. Hey, yeah, right. Yeah, 120 points by the way. He has a cute puppy, Cheddar. Okay, very cute dog. <laughs> Question number three. This you get the first guess. All right. Of the players that are no longer with the team, who has the most points with the Kraken? Players who are no longer with the team has the most points with the Kraken. So players that so they could have played the last two seasons and then left. In That's the right. Okay. Or just the one. Or just one left. Hmm. Is that a hint? I no. No, it's not a hint. Okay. So then it's not Kelly Yarncrock. Maybe it's um I'll go I'll go Ryan Donato. Bingo. Oh yeah. <sighs> I well, thought uh, people would undoubtedly guess Sprong. But that's uh, he not, only played a I year probably, and probably would have guessed yeah. and a handful of games. There you go. So. Ryan Donato. Yeah. That's that's a good one. Three to one. Yeah, and Donato has the first goal in franchise history. That's true. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Gets a little deeper now. Okay. 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 You go first, Curtis. Okay. Uh who has drawn the most penalties over the last two years, two seasons? The most penalty minutes or penalties? Penalties. Mm. I will go. Still go with Yanni Gord. That's correct. Nah, hey, that oh. was going to be my guess. Okay, I would have so guessed even. Yanni. Two points. To two. Uh, three to two. Three to two. Yeah. Darren, I had a yeah. I had a two goal lead, which is the most dangerous. Okay, in that's true. It okay, oh, I don't. That's have the a most bonus. dangerous lead. I don't in... have a bonus one ready, so I hope so, uh, you win. You get this one. Oh, so if I if I get this right, it's you're, over. You're yeah, dormant. Yeah. yeah okay. Actually, we'll work this as a tiebreaker if if somebody doesn't get. Well, we'll see. <laughs> okay. Whoever gets, yeah. <laughs> You're just making it up as you go. Yeah, I am. Um, okay. <laughs> Who leads the Kraken in takeaways? Uh, I'm going to say Alex Wenberg. Boom. Oh. Yeah. 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 I feel like, did we talk about this recently? I think we, we have talked like, about yeah. this. I think we did. Allison, yeah. Oh, yeah, with Allison, yeah. Wrote an incredible article about Wenberg, Gord, and Bjorkstrand and their ability to take away the puck. I think we probably sounded pretty smart there. Because those weren't that easy of questions. And I didn't go too deep, right? right. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah. were... They were softballs. I mean, we're not that smart, so... Okay, you watch, No, you're right. Yeah. That's, that's all, that's all I'm point. saying. You got to watch the game, and you guys do. Good job, John. I liked it. I yeah. Good quizzicaling there. We haven't done that in a while, so um, nice job. All right, that's uh, the extent of our Kraken talk. Uh, <laughs> Here's one, th- one, one real <laughs> sidebar that I, I saw is... Vince Dunn has 99 points oh. for the Seattle Kraken. Okay. So his next point will be his 100th with the Kraken. Nice. But that was kind of cool. That'll be so, in there. Right. So you're predicting he has the first goal in the Vegas game. Or an assist. That'll be the secondary, pregame. Secondary assist. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be in the pregame <laughs> notes. What are you suggesting? <laughs> okay, so we have filled north of 35 minutes so far. Look Pretty that. good. That's not bad. And I think hopefully listeners enjoy it. I mean, I've had a good time, so I'm sure listeners have. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, general hockey news. I think the biggest headlines that came out over the last uh, two weeks, one was that the QMJHL banned fighting. How do we feel? They just ramped up the penalties to like automatic suspensions, mm-hmm. If you, uh, particularly if you instigate a fight. Um, and since it seemed to be the rules I were, was reading seemed to be pretty clearly translated from French. Uh, okay. They weren't entirely. <laughs> they were. They weren't entirely clear. Like Google Translate <laughs> kind of translation. Yeah, that kind of level of uh-huh. translation. Uh, because in the rules I was reading, you know, you get an automatic game for being the instigator, but also an automatic game for being the aggressor. Which mm. I don't really know. What no, the aggressor that. is two game. Yeah, automatic two games. Th- there you go. Okay, yeah. so but 
but they're both thresholds for suspensions. And I don't, I don't actually know what that means. Maybe you know, maybe you know the distinction I, between I an instigator just, and an aggressor. I just read probably the same translation as you did. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, the aggressor. I don't know what the difference is between instigator and aggressor, but. Um, maybe is aggressor French for instigator? Possibly. I know because they're different. <laughs> if, if it I'm has to be no. a f- French-speaking player, he gets two. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> so he just gets a. Nah, this is gonna be a bad joke. I'm not gonna make oh, it. Good. Something around wee oui, wee oui, because yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of fine with it just because they're kids. You know, like I I don't need to see a 16. 16- Look, I know that there's a lot of fans out there that go to junior games to see fights. I know that. That's a big part of it. Um, It has been a big part of it for a long time. I'm also, you know, they're 16-year-old kids. Like, they don't need to get, some of them are, don't need to get punched in the face. Um, It's not as bad as it was, but there's still kind of a bloodthirst at some of these games that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Um, What's fascinating here is how the NHL might or might not respond because the development agreement that we talked about earlier between the CHL and NHL is really to kind of keep the rules in line with the NHL rules to help development. And this is not a rule that it's consistent with the NHL. I don't know if there's going to be any action or not, but it's a fascinating side story to this, I think. Was there something with uh, when, because didn't the QMJHL kind of get kept afloat by the Canadian or the Quebec government and during pandemic and they were like, you got to get rid of fighting. Wasn't that that part of it? Yeah, it was emergency relief, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That And it was on condition that they would ban fighting or, I think this might be an outcome because like, I think they did something more restrictive last season. So I think this is in line. I'm, I'm not really, I know there's people that love fighting, but. I'm yeah, not, this is the worst thing I've seen. I'm kind yeah. of of the thought process that I wouldn't, I, I, like, I'd still be a little sad, I think, to see it go completely from the NHL. I think there's, like, a side of me that's, like, you know, I, I, I grew up watching these super tough dudes just beat the hell out of each other. And for some reason, that, like, gave me a little bit of a sense of pride, even though I've never been in a fight myself and have no intention of ever getting in a real fight. But, like, you know, there's just, there's something about, it with hockey where it's like this is battle like they're going to battle and the nhl specifically so i think part of me would even though i know it's totally brutish but i i think part of me would be a little sad to see it go from the nhl at the junior level i'm kind of like yeah let's just protect their brains for a while you know when they get to the nhl they can make their own decisions about whether or not they want to participate in this but at the junior level i just think it's like you don't need 16 year old kids being encouraged to go punch each other and sometimes kids that are much older than them yeah so yeah i agree with that and i mean it's it's one of the three chl leagues for this season let's let's see how it goes let's not like say this is going to be a disaster for player safety before we even see how it plays out let's because there's that argument out there that if you take away fighting they're going to be more cheap hits that are responded to with other cheap hits i I think that's just kind of I don't know. I, I mean, would, college I hockey. To, college yeah. hockey doesn't allow fighting, right? I, I yeah. prefer to see it play out. Uh, I personally think it's going to be fine. Uh, but let's at least this is one league, one season. Let's see how it goes. It's going to be fine. Um, also, I think remember when everyone was really upset because there were going to be uh, ads on jerseys, right? So like changes happen, and it's okay. It's going to be fine. But um, it, was that a good analogy? John kind of like rolled his eyes at that. I, <laughs> I still don't like the ads on jerseys. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I and I notice them. I mean, I'm like, I understand that this is the way the world's going, and yeah, this it's is about f- making money, and uh, unfortunately, that's 
how they're doing it. So, okay. That's all. Uh, some sadder news. Buffalo Sabres broadcasting legend Rick Jenneret passed away at 81. He'd been dealing with organ failure, apparently, for multiple years. Um, man, what an iconic voice. And every time that you saw a Sabres hi- highlight, like he would have the best stuff, right? And he had that kind of squeaky voice and would have such funny one-liners. Um, yeah. Yeah, legendary, seen, legendary. I saw tons of clips where he's kind of a goofy individual yeah. too, right? Yeah. Like wearing bunny ears on Easter when there's an Easter game or very funny stuff. So uh, he was a legend. I guess he, he joined the Sabres, their kind of second season mm-hmm. in the league, mm-hmm. right? So that's how long he was with them. And, and you know, he just retired a couple of years ago and uh, they retired his, his number or his, his initials, if you will. He's got a banner up near the kind of the other retired numbers and and the franchise so very bummer and like man what a amazing listen to some of the sound bites i'm like oh i've heard these sound bites yeah you know i didn't know it was him right or didn't put it together yeah exactly la 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 fontaine (laughs) uh yeah uh sorry to see him go um but he lived a very very full and uh impressive life so uh we have a spilling the beans what's the latest out of boston curtis I promise this is not a weekly segment. Uh, Um, So uh, a couple weeks ago, I believe, um, uh, Patrice Bergeron announced his retirement. Bruins lost their number one center this week. They lost their number two center, Mm. David Krejci, announced his retirement. Morgan Geeky is now where on the depth chart? Uh, Still fourth. (laughs) (laughs) Third or fourth. Uh, But uh, David Krejci, uh, top scorer in the 2011 Stanley Cup playoffs, was key to that playoff run and Stanley Cup for the Bruins. Um, you know, when I think of him, I think of, you know, precision passing game, just like a, one of the best passers I've ever seen. So yeah. he's a great player. Um, also dealt with some injuries and uh, he might resurface at the uh, at the Worlds uh, this this year. And he uh, could he could play in Czechia this year. Yeah. Right? He, so yeah. and he could play a little bit in, in Czechia to tune up for that. Uh, he's kind of suggested maybe he'll play for Czechia at the Worlds. So uh, so we might see him play again at a high level, but not in the NHL. Okay. Um, that was spilling the beans. We now move on to Wait, some trades. Second, he, he's not a Hall of Famer, though, right? I don't think so. Okay. No. okay. Good clarifier, John. Uh, <laughs> some trades. Jeff Petrie got traded again. Now he's going where, John? Detroit. Oh, okay. Where, so he, Where his dad was a pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. Oh, that's kind of cool. And uh, I forget the number, but he's taking his dad's number for, uh-huh. the, for the Tigers. I thought that was pretty cool, too. Okay. So. Um, and he basically Abe Simpsoned into the Maison Derriere, a.k.a. Montreal, spun around, he put his hat on the thing, gotcha, spun right gotcha. back out. You I was like, where are you going with yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, the I, Abe Simpson I've watched gift. Simpsons, but not a lot. But Yeah, it's the... I certainly know that one. It's the one where yeah. Bart's working at the... The burlesque house. So, yeah. So anyway, uh, interesting there. He'd spent very little time in Montreal. He was, uh, who did he play for last year? Pittsburgh. He, Pittsburgh. So he went like Montreal to Pittsburgh to Montreal to Detroit. Yeah. Right? You got it. Okay. Uh, Ilya Labushkin was also traded to the Anaheim Ducks in exchange for a fourth round pick in 2025. Interesting or carry on? It's a carry on. Carry on. All right. We made it on there, though. A couple signings as well. Caleb Jones goes to Carolina. So the Jones brothers are no longer playing together in Chicago. Yeah, I think Jones's numbers were actually better than a lot of people gave him credit for. Caleb Jones, specifically. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Did it, what did I say? Well, I, no, you just said Jones. Okay, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Seth yeah. Jones and Caleb Jones were playing together. 
Caleb Jones has always been the lesser of the of the two Jones brothers, but okay. he's also the younger one. But uh, his numbers were actually pretty good in Chicago. So, and I'm not sure Carolina needs another defenseman, but we'll have to see how that shakes out. So, okay. And also, Pius Suter or Pius? How do you pronounce it? Pius. Pius Suter. Ah. Signed with Vancouver. And we, people, we covered we all just, three potential yeah, pronunciations. Three so we're okay. ways. Yeah. <laughs> why is we that need interesting, a, Curtis? We need a puppy to come pick. Um, yeah, why is that interesting? <laughs> just skipping right past interesting or carry on. Well, right, he signed with Vancouver. I think you think it's interesting. No, well, so that's why I'm asking. People you. in Vancouver seemed excited about it. Like it was a great deal. Well, I, I think it is a good deal. It's 1.6 million AAV for a, I think he's a pretty competent middle six center probably third line you know ish center Oof. yeah i i, I like his game um i, I think I, I thought he could have been a fit with the seattle kraken like earlier in the offseason i wasn't thinking so much recently but just in the sense of you know if you want to break alex wenberg is up after this year yanni gord i believe has two more years but if you need a bridge in the middle six and you're not totally confident, confident Shane Wright is going to be that guy come next year, he was an interesting potential piece, particularly at 1.6. I think okay. it's a good deal. I don't know. He's not a great player, but it's a good deal. <laughs> yeah. And the reason... <laughs> what a vote of confidence at the end there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All of that was like pretty good. And then it was like, you know what? Let me just really kick this yeah. P.S. Pius. Or what was the third option? Pius. P.S. Pius or Pius. Um, let me just give him a, a little shot, just unnecessarily. I never thought he was a candidate because he's left-handed. Mm. I, again, like I thought the Kraken needed a right-handed center, and they still do know, for that do you, Does the handedness of centers matter as yeah. much as you think it does? Um, obviously not as much as I think it does, but okay. you do. Like Geeky is was used and deployed in situations where he's he's winning the faceoffs to the corner. Okay. Um, not to the center, not back to your goalie, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I see. And there uh, is like a, it's like statistically yeah. significant. It's like a 5%, you know, advantage yeah. when you're in the right position handedness wise. And you want that offensively as well to win it back to the points um, instead of the center. So, All right. Okay. So to at least no, have fine. one is, I understand that, That's what I'm saying. Just yeah. one. Yeah. I'm not saying, but clearly Kraken didn't think it was that important. So. All right. Fair enough. We'll see. We now move on to our weekly one-timers. Our first weekly one-timer. All right. So when we first <laughs> looked at the show notes tonight, the first thing I saw was this note from John that said, Colorado Avalanche defenseman Kale McCarr is on the cover of EA Sports NHL 24. Now, there's some hard-hitting stuff. So and that's what August is all about. Do we it. have to put Kale McCarr and hard hitting in the hey. same sentence? Oh, a little good. too soon. That's yeah. good. Interesting. All right. But uh, yeah, he's, he's on the cover. He's a golden boy. Sure. Never hurt anyone. I wonder if he's going to, do you think they did rosy cheeks for him on the cover? Oh, he's always, sure they did. Right. Cause oh. that's his like playing look. He's got the rosy cheeks. So, um, all right. Our next weekly one timer, Jonathan Bernier has announced his retirement. John, what would you like to say about Jonathan Bernier? Uh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> he had that cute little lion mask, right? Didn't he always have like a lion? Well, he did play with LA for a bit, right? And so. I, but then I think he kept the he kept the lion, like as yeah, he moved around from team out. to team. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Our next weekly one timer. Uh, speaking of players that aren't going to be playing anymore, or at least not for this year, 
Jonathan Taze has said he's not going to play this season, but he's not ruling out a return to NHL action next season or later, I guess. But he's not going to play in 2023-24, allegedly. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because like, he directly attributes this to long COVID and, mm-hmm. and kind of a repressed immune system kind of stinks, right? He was a really good player for, for plenty of years, and hopefully he comes back. I'd like to see him come back on his own terms and, and then go out like the old Bobby Ryan came back, played pretty well, then disappeared. All right. Uh, agreed. It would be nice to see him. I, I never was a fan of Jonathan Taves because he torched my favorite team for a long time growing up, but... Uh, I agree. I think he he deserves to go out on his. Did terms. you see him play in college at all? Uh, I mean, I I think he. I mean, he, he was trying to think where he landed in North Dakota. I think was, was he on the same team with Oshi? Yeah. No, he yeah. was. Yeah. So then, yes, I did because I definitely saw Oshi play in college. Okay, but I don't remember Taves standing out the way that Oshi did. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, those are our weekly one timers. And since we didn't get our ish together to uh, have X's of the week, that's the end of our show. So uh, thank you once again to the folks that gave us the five-star reviews. Seaward T and uh, Kraken fans stranded in NorCal, I think were the names. Uh, Really appreciate those. Please do leave your five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you haven't left one already. We'll read it on next week's show. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, subscribe on Spotify. I'm pretty sure Stitcher is dead Stitcher's now. Dead. I'm pretty sure it's gone. Oh, no. <laughs> if it's not, it's going to be gone very soon. Um, but we will talk to you all very soon for the momentous milestone episode 250. Stick taps to Andy. Cheers. Cheers.